0: Hello, this is Joshua Mack from Cornerstone Bible Church. We're talking about marriage and family, and I thought the next couple weeks we could spend a little time in the book of Proverbs and think together about the way we communicate in our families. If there's one thing you want to help your children learn to do well, it is to communicate well. And yet, if there's one thing that is hard to help your children do well, it is to communicate well. There are obviously a number of different reasons why children struggle in the way they communicate. One, they're sinners. <laughs> Two, they find that bad communication works. Unfortunately, all too often, uh, we teach our children that the way to get what they want is by speaking in ways the Bible would say are, uh, are really foolish, And then uh, another reason why they struggle to communicate well is because sometimes they're learning from us how to communicate poorly. And so if we're going to help our children learn to communicate in a God-honoring way, and we really want to do that, then we need to show them by learning to communicate well ourselves. And there are uh, really few places that would be better for us to go in the Bible in order to learn how to do that than the book of Proverbs. And probably, you know, that the very first thing that Proverbs says about how we communicate is that it is important. This is an important subject. And really, I just want to put an exclamation point on how important. Because in some ways, how you speak to others, and especially in your home, sort of seems like a small thing, because we do it so often. And we've done it for so long. And I I think a lot of people really take it that way, as something small. They barely think about what they say. But according to Proverbs, the reality is that it is a very big thing. Your everyday talk, when you wake up, what you say in your house, what you say at work, what you say at church, those everyday conversations that you have, according to Proverbs, really there are few things that are more important than how you speak in those moments. And one way we know it's important in Proverbs is just because of how much it talks about it. What you talk about a lot shows what matters to you, and Proverbs talks about the way you talk a lot. In fact, there are two subjects Proverbs talks about more than any other. And those two subjects are money and communication, which means, obviously, if you're going to be wise, according to Solomon, you need to know how to handle money And you need to know how to communicate. And actually, communication is the subject that he talks about the most. They say something like 20% of Proverbs 10 and following have to do with the way you speak. And to help you take speech seriously, Solomon talks about the way you speak repeatedly. And when he talks about the way you speak, he gives us all these pictures stressing its value. He's a good teacher, Solomon. And so he doesn't just say talking is important. He gives us pictures to show how important. It's kind of like picture this. For example, he compares good speech to money. In Proverbs chapter 10, verse 20, he says, the tongue of the righteous is choice silver. Think about a silver tongue. Since he knows how much people value money, he says, you know what's really valuable? It's being able to speak well. And actually later, he says, while there are all kinds of valuable things in this world, knowing how to communicate well is especially rare and precious. Proverbs 20, verse 15, there is gold and abundance of costly stones, but the lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. It's like Solomon says, there are all kinds of valuable things out there if you want to get rich. There is an abundance of costly stones. You can find them anywhere. But being able to speak well is especially important, partially because Solomon knows the impact of how you speak on your life. How you speak matters because of its impact, which is maybe why another image Solomon uses for communication, besides money, is that of fruit. He talks about the way you speak as the fruit of your mouth. And sometimes it's good fruit if you know how to speak well. Proverbs thirteen two: from the fruit of his mouth, a man eats what is good. And sometimes, though, it's not so good if you don't know how to speak well. Uh, According to Solomon, how you speak matters. If you know how to speak well, you're rich. If you don't, you're poor. If you know how to speak well, you're healthy and satisfied because you're going to eat good fruit that comes from your good speech. And if you don't, you'll be sick because you'll be eating what's bad for you. And so really, there's hardly any area in your life that has more of a uh, lasting impact in your life than how you speak. And to help you get an idea of how much it matters, I want you to think with me about what Solomon says about the power of the way you communicate. A wise person knows speech matters because a wise person understands the power of speech. That's really one of the differences between someone who's good at life and someone who is not. And to help us see how powerful speech is, uh, he starts uh, negatively, Solomon. If you uh, take a look at Proverbs chapter 10, verse 8, he says, bottom line, if you don't control the way you speak, it can ruin your life. The wise of heart will receive commandments, but a babbling fool will come to ruin. And babbling means, uh, just means a person who talks and talks and talks and talks, who's not in control of what he says. He just says and says and says. And Solomon says that failure to control his mouth is going to destroy him. Proverbs 10, 10, He repeats, whoever winks the eye causes trouble, but a babbling fool will come to ruin. And one more time in the same chapter, just to make sure there's no confusion. The wise lay up knowledge, but the mouth of a fool brings ruin near. And I like that picture, brings ruin near. It's like ruin is out there waiting. A messed up life is out there waiting. Pain is out there waiting. Problems, complications are out there waiting. And the way a person speaks can bring ruin closer and closer, step by step, until one day it pounces and destroys him. Maybe Proverbs 18, verse 7 says it best. A fool's mouth is his ruin, and his lips are a snare to his soul. And a snare is a trap. And Solomon's saying the way a person speaks can make his own lips a trap that he catches himself in. A fool's mouth is his ruin. It's like you look at that person and you ask, why is that person's life ruined? And the answer is not complicated. Solomon says, listen to how he speaks. The way you speak matters because the way you speak has the power to destroy your life. And it does that in a lot of different ways. For example, one way a failure to control your speech can destroy your life is by making it difficult for you to benefit from God's word. And that's a big deal, to have God's word and not benefit because of the way you communicate. And uh, this is Proverbs 10.8, again, where Solomon says, The wise of heart will receive commandments, but a babbling fool will come to ruin. And I guess you have to think about that for a moment. Receive commandments. The wise in heart will receive commandments. Because if you know Solomon and his father David, you know they're big on the power of God's commands, and they really think God's commands have the power to transform a person's life. So receiving commandments is huge, because God's commands can do all these amazing things in a person's life, and yet in spite of how powerful God's commands are, there's a person who doesn't actually benefit from them because he hasn't learned to control the way he speaks. And so even though he's in the presence of the most powerful force in the world, truth, he's right there in the presence of. All this truth that has the power to change him, it doesn't do him any good because he just keeps babbling. His mouth makes it impossible for him to benefit from God's word. And there are uh, lots of different ways people do this, of course. Maybe he argues. A lot of people do that. When they're being convicted by God's word, they get angry. And sometimes they start attacking the person who's speaking the truth to them. It's like, who do you think you are? Or... I see all these problems in your life. How dare you? Or sometimes they make excuses. They start bringing up all these reasons why whatever's being said doesn't apply to them. Maybe it's true for someone else, but for some reason, they're sure their situation is different. It's like, yeah, that's maybe true what you're saying. I I can't argue with the fact that the Bible says that, but you don't understand what's going on in my life right now. My circumstance changes everything. Other times, instead of listening, when they're being confronted by truth, they go on and on and on about the fact that they already knew that or studied that or thought about that, and sometimes they even start adding all these other things they read or studied as well, and it's not to genuinely add to the conversation. That's not why they're talking. They're talking to get you off track. It's, it's about distraction. Other times, honestly, people just talk so much that they don't give the people around them a chance to speak into their lives. And that's probably fundamentally what it means to babble. They have a big mouth and very small ears. And really, as believers, we want it to be the opposite. We want to be people with very big ears and small little mouths who know when to speak and who think about how to speak because we know that the way we speak matters. It matters. It has power. It can ruin your life. It might even be ruining your life right now and you don't realize it. And one proof it can ruin your life is how it makes you difficult for you to benefit from God's word because you're arguing, attacking, excusing, or defending instead of actually listening and receiving and obeying. But you know, uh, to take this to the next level, not only does the way you speak matter because it has the power to do you great damage, according to Solomon, it also has the power to do others great damage as well. And we'll think about that a little more next time. But for now, I want you to just spend some time evaluating your everyday talk. If you had to give a speech you know, in front of a, a lot of people, you would take that seriously. You'd probably prepare. You would, you would think about it. But for some reason, we often don't think very much about the way we talk to our families, the way we talk to our friends. And yet, the way we talk in those moments has a lot of power. It it can do us good, or it can do us a lot of damage. Is the way you speak something that you take seriously? Maybe uh, you could... Spend some time asking God to help you evaluate your speech. If you you really want to do your children good, (laughs) learn to communicate in a way that honors God. Give them a model to follow. Teach them through the way you talk how to talk.